What's up guys? It's your boy, Radical. Now, my workout plans have been a success. More than 300 plus purchases and many more returning customers. You cannot ask for anything else and people are loving it. The same life-changing and affordable prices still remain. So go to RadicalLatino.com and change your life today. Hey guys, do you have a product you want more eyes on? Advertise with the Radical Latino Show, where over 10K podcast downloads in the number 25 spot on the 55 All Latin Podcast list, you'll want your product heard on everyone's phones and cars. Go to RadicalLatino.com forward slash contacts and start advertising today. Playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's Go. Latino is taking you to another level. I think there's more radical than Civil. Latino, no The radical point of views. I think his views are actually more dangerous. Yo, what up my people, it's your boy, Radical. So I told you guys I'll be back with another episode for the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'll be back when talking about or interviewing people that I find interesting. And I told you I had a couple of interviews lined up and this is the reason why I'm back. Episode 201, I hope you guys, uh, you know, are, are surprised and happy that, you know, that you guys are getting these little podcast episodes here and there that you guys are going to be getting with interviews. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, um, I want to just quickly say one, a couple of things. Um, and then I'm going to go straight into the interview with Dr. Colon. Now, um, the, the main thing that I've been trying to do on this channel and also for the podcast for the past couple of years is show Latino unity, black and brown unity, and also show hidden history of Latinos, the great achievements that we've made, the great progress that we've made, things that we've done here in America, things that we've done abroad that America ended up um, benefiting from, so on and so forth, right? So I've been, uh, I'm trying to, do that and i think i've been very successful at it now for the for something for the for some reason i find it very very extremely by the way extremely interesting that majority of latino history is you know forgotten about whitewashed left away discarded ignored you know, and Latinos, we're, we're not just people that just popped up out of nowhere. You know, we're, we're individuals who actually came to this country. Some of us was already here in this country, you know, foundational Latino American, not just, um, no, like the, the native, the native tribes and stuff. So the, the thing, the thing about it is, is that so, some of us already been here and, and that's the type of thing that's been forgotten or deliberately just left 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 away just like just just left left out of it you know what i'm saying out of history books and it's very disconcerting because when you don't know where you come from 
then you're gonna have other people tell you where you where you've been at and where you haven't been at. And this goes for the conversation of hip hop. This is something that has been uh, talked about and pretty much uh, nitpicked literally from every angle. And you have some individuals that say Latinos were never part of hip hop, but history says different. History says, no, that's not true. Uh, there's evidence. And other people that have been part of the hip hop, uh, you know, early starts. And that's, this is what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? They're like, no, Latinos were a part of hip hop. They didn't create the whole thing, but they were co-creators also. Everybody contributed, right? And what I find very interesting is the people that say, no, it's just a black American thing. Um, Latinos got nothing to do with that is because they have a hidden agenda, you know, either they have racism against Latinos or they're really misguided by the, some of the facts, right? They're really misguided. They don't want to um, actually see Latinos for the contributions that they actually made or whatever the case is, or, or they just, they just want to troll, you know, and it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to be here to, to go back and forth for the time wasting BS. You know what I'm saying? It's either, either you accept it or not. If you don't, I could care less. I really could care less about what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing in factual history and I'm bringing in something that a lot of people might not know about. Some of our people, Latinos might not even be aware about, you know, growing up in the Bronx, I already heard these stories. And I already knew what it was. There was no goddamn black American telling me that Latinos weren't part of hip hop. They were actually saying, yeah, yeah, we're a part of this whole thing that we created. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, this is something new that certain individuals just want to have an agenda with, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, what it is. The naysayers can say whatever they want. History says otherwise, you know what I'm saying? So without further ado, this is the interview with me and Dr. Colon. And by the way, if you guys have any issue of what I said on this interview, what Dr. Colon said on this interview, feel free, go to the comments and we'll see, we'll discuss it. However, we're going to discuss it. You feel what I'm saying? Now, let me just also preference this. You guys want to follow Dr. Colon description down below. If this is the, obviously the podcast, go to the details sections, go right then and there. Dr. Colon also made a hip hop documentary. That's like an hour and something long. Shout out to him. That was extremely informative. Majority of this interview is going to be part of that documentary that we're just going to be discussing, right? Also link down below. And if this is the podcast, it goes to the detail section and, and set and, and get it off from there. You know what I'm saying, so without further ado, this is the interview with me and Dr. Colon. Enjoy. Yo, what up, my people? It's your boy, <laughs> Radical. So I always bring you guys special guests, and it's nothing different this time. You feel me? You know, I'm in the little, you know, I'm I'm in the little, you know, uh, 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 exclusive studio. No, I'm just playing. This is the background. It's a green screen. <laughs> no, but I want to introduce you guys to a very, very special guest, somebody that I just recently got introduced to, and I definitely needed him. You know, I needed I needed to bring him into the platform and so he could spread his message. I want to introduce you guys to 
Dr. Colon, what's going on, bro? What's up, brother? Thank you, man, for having me, bro. I'm really um, excited, bro. Uh, about yeah, 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 yeah. No problem, no problem, no yeah. problem. Thank you. First of all, thank you for coming. You know, it was a, it was, it was, you know, it's an honor. You know what I'm saying? Especially somebody as gifted as you. You know, you're a doctor. You know your stuff. You know what I mean? But um, before we get into this interview, uh, tell the people a little bit more about yourself. Like, tell us how 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 uh, you were brought up. Where did you where did you grow up at, and all that? How was your childhood like? You know, stuff a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, my name is Derek uh, Derek Cologne. Um, born in the Bronx, and uh, born and raised in the Bronx. In 1979, I left the Bronx, moved upstate. <clears throat> 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, I'm back and forth to the Bronx, right? So I, I never really left, though I left. Um, you know, just a street kid, uh, you know, running around uh, as I got in my teen, teen years. Um, just really, I, I've been exposed to what came to be known as hip hop since I was about eight years old. So 1975 is where I could recall things with pictures and all that. And then, you know, just um, raised single family house, South Bronx um, with my mom and just, you know, seeing the culture sort of blossoming. It's not really that big of a scene yet. It's just coming about. Um, but always just been into the culture. And so, you know, um, as I'm ripping and running, <clears throat> eventually, um, you know, I'm, I'm from Rochester. I moved uh, upstate New York. I'm not, not upstate. I was upstate. I moved to Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, that was even bringing me closer to New York because that's about three hours away. So I was, you know, the Dominicans. In Providence, they had a uh, a van that you pay twenty five dollars, and they take you to your doorstep wherever you wanted to go. So it was a great thing. So we were always in the city, um, and so I was a <clears throat> I was a graffiti writer, a b boy, an MC. And so while I was in Rhode Island, I was an MC, and um, really trying to chase that deal. And I got close a couple of times. You know, just eh, close. Um, they just didn't really know how to market. Wait, wait, wait. you had a you got a mixtape out there, bro? Let me find nah. out. You got a <laughs> nah, nah, you, nah. you got a doctor outfit on talking about Dr. Cologne in the house. <laughs> nah, I don't have anything. Um but so as I'm doing that, um in nineteen ninety one, <clears throat> I had a very interesting experience whereas I'm ripping and running. Um, actually, you know, gave my life to the Lord, 91. I started going to church and, but I always felt in my, in my heart, like, man, how do I, I wanna, I wanna, I still wanna connect with the culture. Like, I, I, f I felt like so many times, like the church is so disconnected from the culture. And so, I actually started doing events that would reach out to the culture. So, you know, we would do so, so you started like doing like like church activities mixed with like hip hop and stuff. Like, like Christian, that? yeah, Christian hip hop. Oh wow, hip -hop. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which which is a huge movement now. 
it's called CHH. It's a huge movement now. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like people like Lecrae and, and, and KB and all these dudes. But yeah, back then it was. So, so you, so is it safe to say that you like pioneered that? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I didn't pioneer it because there were people already doing it um, in New York. Um, I think I definitely pioneered it in, in Rhode Island because there was nobody doing that in Rhode Island. It was really like the churches were almost closed to that. Like, nah, you can't bring the world into the church. And, and I'm yeah, like... Usually churches see it like that, you know. Yeah. Mundo, like, you know nah. what I mean? Because like, in, in you, I don't know if you were Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal, right? Yeah. Well, it was like the damas, like los caballeros, you know, they were like separate, you know. What were I'm you saying? in the assemblies of God? Yeah, 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 yeah I was. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so and it was wild straight, bro. Yeah, man. Wild straight. And yeah. the same thing, oyendo la salsa, merengue, hip hop, and all that. No, that's that, eso del mundo. You shouldn't be yeah. part of that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like, like, let's, let's say, if I would have like time traveled back then, they would have judged me because I got tattoos and all of that. Yeah. They would have judged, judged me and be like, yo soy un hijo del diablo or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But it's, but I I understand because some people are closed-minded and I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they they live very traditional ways. You feel me? But, but continue, my fault. Nah, man. You know, so I just started to try to find, well, let me try to find, is there anything, is there any Christian hip hop? Do they even have that? So I'm looking around and I found a couple of early groups that were, you know, if I'm honest, were really corny. It was like, it was cheesy. Um, but as I keep, as I kept trying to find, then I started to find some people that, that were really good. The production was tight. The, the MCing was tight. And so, you know, um, I just started to do these events uh, once a month. Um, and uh, we actually called it to Hip Hop With Love. It was a love letter to the culture. And, um, you know, I would bring MCs in, bring B-boys in, you know, that would that was saved. And a lot of people were like, wait a minute, how are they saved? What's the problem? What, what, young dudes can't, can't be saved and still, I don't understand the problem. So that was my life from 91. And then um, 97, uh, I felt like uh, God called me to go to Bible college. <clears throat> Went to Bible college because I was out on the corners too, bro. I was out on the corners. I was debating with the Muslims, with the five percenters. And I really oh, wanted to Oh, you were like, you were like, yeah, like yeah, some yeah, people yeah. Like was, at, at, in Harlem, like debating yeah. the religion. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn, so I was bro. Just, it wasn't, it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't unfriendly. It was friendly. But we were having these debates, and I said, yeah. "Man, I really want to know. I really want to know the scriptures, man. Because they were hitting me with stuff like you can't trust the Bible, blah blah blah, blah all this well, stuff." Oh yeah, yeah nah. Yeah. I, I grew up with five percenters too. I grew up with with a black Israelites also. You know what I'm saying? And I I, I got it. Like I I got information from both sides. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And 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 so, yo, some of it is deep. I'm not gonna lie. Some of it is wild deep. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. uh, you know, like they, they out of know, yo, what's the mathematics and all that? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like, you yeah. gotta be, you gotta be on point. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 that, but go ahead. That, yeah. That's why. That's why I wanted to go to Bible school. So I went to Bible school for four years. <clears throat> then I got into ministry. I became a youth pastor, and I wanted, you know, again, man, I wanted to make the the the, the youth group something that was totally different from 
the traditional youth group of the church or the assemblies of God and they, they had their way of doing it. I, I was going to do a hip hop, man. I was going to do it. And, and then eventually, um, I moved, um, eventually I moved to Florida. When I moved to Florida, then, um, I, uh, I came to Florida to become a youth pastor up here with a church um, at a church called Crossover Church. <clears throat> and that is a church that totally, at that time at least, targeted hip hop culture full blown. Like, I mean, a DJ, there was no band, there was a live DJ, there was MCs, there was, I mean, it was, you know, full blown. <clears throat> so I became the youth pastor there. And, um, you know, we went from about 40 kids on a Thursday night, every Thursday night, um, to about almost 200 um, every Thursday night. Now, now, most of these kids did not go to church. And so we just presented it in a way that was relevant. Um, eventually, I went to get a master's degree in, the in theological studies. And then while I'm doing that, I felt like I didn't want to get another degree in, in, in biblical studies. So I said, let me do something in education. So I went and got my doctorate in, in education. Um, and I've been a teacher that whole time. So I'm still a teacher. And, um, you know, so I'm sort of well-rounded and the educational degree really has helped me to learn how to do deeper research. And this brought me to where I'm at now with the whole hip hop conversation. But, but that's, that's my life, you know, from the Bronx, Rochester, Rhode Island to Tampa. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, so is it safe to say like your doctorate degree is like a historian type of thing, right? No, it's a doctorate in education with a with a with a specialization in curriculum and instruction. Gotcha. So gotcha. It, it it covers how to do research, how to create curriculums. Um. How to so, how to break down certain information yeah, and yeah. how to obtain certain information and stuff. Um, on on some of your research that you were doing with hip hop, right? I, to yeah. me, to me, I don't know if you want to claim, but to me, I see you as a hip hop historian. To me, mm. you know what I'm saying so. Uh, you, you could you could take that. I don't if know. You how I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Listen, listen. It is uh, what it is. KRS, KRS-One is a hip-hop historian, right? He's a, he, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you're a hip-hop historian too. You know, you coming with the facts. That, but the thing is, like, have you found any, like, doing your research on hip-hop and even your own knowledge, have you found some of the things being hidden? Because when I do certain research and I find certain things, certain things, is either on, on on the books or on a on a site, and some of it is completely like taken off. Have you have you found some of that? <clears throat> I don't think I found anything hidden per se, but definitely you know left out. Um, now you know we know the traditional guys that we always bring up, um, which were Latinos, right? We th those are the same dudes we bring up, you know, from the late 70s to the 80s, and most of them are rappers, right? We could talk about the B-Boys, but that's why in the documentary, I wanted to really search and find, and I didn't do this alone as I'm doing my research, I'm, I'm talking to people who are also digging in these weeds and finding this information. And I found out a lot of stuff that 
some of it I already knew because of, of living there, seeing it <clears throat> on my block. All I saw were black and Spanish b-boys. This is mm -hmm. 75. 76, okay. 77, all I saw were black and Puerto Rican MCs. Yeah. Now they're not, they're not on, there's no records yet. This doesn't yeah, happen. No, of course, of course. Not. So this is all street. So I, I don't think anybody is purposely, I think all of the books that are on hip hop yeah. that are written, they just sort of talk about the culture. They don't, they don't talk about they don't go deep into it. Reality is what, and they yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they don't, because because uh, just listening, just watching a documentary, by the way, right. um, I found out certain things that I didn't even know about, you know, and I and I mind you, I'm reading books on it and stuff like that. They don't even cover it, and it seems like some of these book books just go, you know, surface level. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They don't. They might talk to like a dude here, a dude there, but that's about it. Like they go. I found like your documentary and the way you present information, the way you talk about, it, you go deep, deep, deep into it. Yeah. And even bring up things that other people might not even know about. Where I was, I would like, like I said, like I told you before we even started, I didn't know some of the gangs, even, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know some of the, like there were white boy gangs in Fordham Road. Yeah. Like, like I didn't know none of that. And I'm thinking Fordham Road, I'm thinking black and Latinos, you know what I mean? I was born in 87, right? Right. I'm black and Latinos. You're talking about white boys used to used to used to hold it down for Fordham? I'm like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know so it was a certain so, section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so certain things like that. That's why I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I I I now I kind of understand. Now I understand why Arthur Avenue is Arthur Avenue. You feel right. me? Why right. why Fordham University is Fordham University for the people who might know what I'm talking about. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And it was just mind blowing to me. I was like, "Yo, now I kind of get it a little bit." You, you feel me? Yeah. And imagine, I, I grew up in the Bronx, so I always heard these stories. Mm. I always heard that you know, hip hop started here, so you know, you got representative and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I've heard. I listen. I got, I got the Bronx tatter on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, sure. so, so I, I, I've been around. Not only the culture, but I've been around the people who've been around these yeah. other places who walk this type of lifestyle. You feel me? So mm -hmm. let me let me just say, back then in the Bronx, right? How how was it back then? Because I'm seeing old pictures and stuff like that. I'm a young head, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, you 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 the historian. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the days, I'm I'm looking at old pictures from the Bronx. It looks like rubble. It looks like a bomb blown went went yeah. off. More research, I started finding out. You know. The Bronx is burning type of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. landlords used to set fire to, to these places yeah. to get insurance or whatever. So back in them, them days, nobody knew that. The people who were getting affected were Latinos and black folks. Right. Right. So so how like growing up around there knowing that, how, how did how did that affect you? Yeah, man. Um, you know, the one word I could use for me, again, you know, growing up in that environment, you know as a you know as an eight-year-old kid is fear right so we're talking about whole neighborhoods blocks and blocks and blocks no exaggeration where there's nothing but burnt down tenements there's nobody living in them um it looked like 
literally a war zone from Afghanistan or or Iraq. Um, it was so fearful because not only was did you deal with that with the burning of the buildings by the landlords, they were hire gang members to give them fifty dollars. Try and get everybody out of the building if you can. Some I don't know how you would do that, but they would just start. <clears throat> now let's say every because what happened was something called white flight. So as the seventies rolled around, sixties, seventies, the white people because most of those neighborhoods were were Jewish, Italians, um, and or was it was it Albanians too? Of Bronx, yeah. yeah. Even so though there's they, some there's there's some inklings of Albanians like in um, Pelham Parkway, yeah, you can still you can still find them. But yeah, like I know they were like Italians, Albanians. I think was it, uh, they were like like English people, like Brit Brits and stuff like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No man, you know so, you know when 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 we started moving in, they started taking off, and some of the buildings just emptied out. So the landlord was losing money. So he would torch the building, get the get the insurance. Um, and that on top of the gangs was a problem because <clears throat> as you saw in the clip in the documentary, it was territorial. So you just could not walk into a certain, you couldn't just walk to certain neighborhoods. It was, you know, they're wearing their jackets, their colors, you know, much like the warriors. It, 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 it's the closest thing, but it was, um, unbelievably scary every time i heard a fire engine and i heard them a lot i always wondered was my building gonna go on fire and there was a couple of apartments in my building that did catch fire and they never cleaned them up you could smell the burnt wood as you're going up the stairs <coughs> um elevators were always broken um, and the gangs were, were hanging out in the buildings. So, you know, I can remember, I'll give you an example. I can remember 1977, um, my mother waking me up, middle of the night. I'm 10 years old at this point. And she said, the lights are out. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, look outside. So I looked outside and all I see is everybody with, with flashlights. That was the 1977 blackout. Yeah, that was a blackout. The yeah. blackout. So, so how many turntables you got? I'm 10 years old. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are out, and it's like the middle of the night. And I remember one person going into the building, grabbing a mattress, and they actually brought a mattress out to the courtyard of the building and lit it on fire just so we could have light. And I thought the building's gonna catch on fire. Like that was my whole thing. And Echo Place is where I grew up. Echo Place, Echo Park. <clears throat> Echo Park is a known early hip hop park, right? Yeah, um, Echo a, Place. That's, that's a fact. I grew up around East Tremont in Grand yeah. Concourse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The the, the park with the mountain and all. Yeah, yeah, I, I get, yeah. I get East Tremont. Webster Avenue, um, you know, the Grand Concourse, Fordham Road up the block, um, Burnside, all of that. <clears throat> so that's 
that's what we lived in. We played in these abandoned buildings. We created games. But out of that rubble would come this, we didn't know what it was. It was just something people started to do. Um, both Caribbean, African-American, and Latino, mainly Puerto Rican, just because most of the Puerto Ricans lived in the Bronx, in the South Bronx. Yeah. So hey, um, I, want, I want to just be very yeah. clear about this because this is some of the, some of the things that I've I've heard, and mm -hmm. just speaking, just, just growing up in the Bronx and hearing the the I'll just say the real story, you know, based on some of these other people who wants to like add things to it. Mm -hmm. Um, they, I, you heard probably people on Twitter were saying even this talking about well Latinos and Latinos and and, and Caribbean folks. They didn't like hip hop. They were like, that's Moreno music. That's this and right. this and this. And the way I took it and the way I, I, the way what I heard was that that was never the younger generation. That was usually the older generation that mm -hmm. would say that because let's be honest, when you're older, you don't understand this new style of music. You know what I'm saying? Even to, even to this day, like I grew up the way I grew up. I listen to hip hop now, like drill music, and I'm like, the hell is this? It's like music. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So so I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I understand that's what, but it didn't mean that all Latinos uh, you know, were were going, you know, was believing that. These are the younger kids that were like, Yeah, okay, mom, you're old school. Like, whatever. I'm gonna yeah. go down and break dance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So so to me, the way the way when people bring that up. To me, that's like a straw man argument because that doesn't even make sense. Right. You, you, right. you know what I'm saying? So I just want to just like clear the air with, yeah. with that. You know, um, what, let, me, let me just ask, um, what made you want to start a YouTube channel? <clears throat> yeah, man. So, you know, again, being in the faith and, and really dialoguing with, with, with hip hop heads, because a lot of hip hop heads will ascribe more to the nation of Islam, Islam, the five percenters, the Hebrew Israelites. They're not really rocking with the church. Christianity is the white man's religion. So I said, man, I wanna start a channel that I could speak <coughs> and give a defense for just culture. So the name of the channel is called Urban Exegesis. And so a lot of people wonder, some people say Urban Genesis. They, they don't really. So exegesis is actually a, a theological term. It actually means, it's a Greek word, it means to dig out the truth, to go into the weeds, right? And oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what exegesis okay. means, to dig out. And so I said, you know what? Not only do I want to do stuff on the controversial stuff with, you know, pe people in hip hop challenging the Bible and all that, but now let's let's dig into hip hop and see, um, let's dig out the truth in hip hop and let's answer some of the misconceptions. Because just like the Bible has manuscripts that we can look at, Greek, Hebrew, <clears throat> hip-hop culture has manuscripts those are the flyers those are the photos 
those are the 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 the, the cassettes those are the the people like we, we we're the manuscripts so that's why i wanted to start the channel um and it it started out with me <coughs> forgive me bro i got this little cough going on but it started out with me um just really um dealing with some of those topics and then it was hispanic heritage month i think it was like wow man 2019 and i said let me make a video on the puerto rican contribution to hip-hop and that's the first video that i did with charlie chase on the cover i just did one i did it i forgot about it i kept doing other videos <clears throat> covid hit and then 2021 i start seeing all these notifications and I look, and it was for that video. And y'all didn't create nothing. Y'all weren't there. Y'all trying to steal from black. And I'm like, whoa, what is, what is this? And so that's when I found out about the Foundation of Black Americans and ADOS. And, and I said, whoa, OK, so they're challenging me on, on some of this stuff. So I made another video. And then I just, I just kept going and going and going. And 50-something videos later, and a documentary and a book, it's like, I just, I, I just kept going. But, you know, the, the foundation definitely is, um, you know, um, theology, history, culture, hip hop, you know, urban, all of that, all of that. Cause it, it all, it all connects. Yeah. I, let, let, let's, let's get into Let's get into that for 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 a second. Yeah. Um, Foundational Black Americans (FBA). Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I find them to be very, very, very toxic. You know, xenophobic. They they say things that one majority of the time is not historically correct, yeah. and they are pretty much they pretty much follow the talking points of. The, the person who, who invented the term, Tariq Nasheed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is an individual that has something against Latinos for some reason, I, I've noticed. You know, um, doesn't like Latinos for some reason, always says, we never contributed anything to history. He doesn't like black and brown unity. I'm for black and brown. I don't know about you, but I'm for black and brown unity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I think politically together, we could make some some change, you know what I'm saying? But he's he's against he's against that. He he thinks that all Latinos are white supremacists and, and all of this. Mind you, this is the same person that said, you know, AIDS uh, AIDS come from Africa. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, and 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 Haitians <laughs> and and ta talking about um, Africans, they they pee on the street and all this other stuff. You know, disparaging um, other other black folks. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. This yeah. this is the same person that talks about he's a he's a fighter for 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 black people, right? And, and yet promises to open up a museum, and then opens up a bodega, calling it a museum, and now it's a nightclub. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So so this so this is an individual that to me has no credibility and shouldn't even be looked at as. Or even taken serious, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Um, now he coins himself to be a historian, 
I know for a fact he's not. Right. I know for a fact he's not. Just because you make a couple of DVDs does not make you a historian whatsoever, right? And and but what I've been told, most of those DVDs are even like pseudoscience and and completely debunkable. You know, right? That's right. Um. So let me let me just say, in your in your mind, in your in your in in what you believe, why do you think? Tariq Nasheed and also his some of his followers have something against Latinos. Why, why, why do you think that? Like, like, like what, what is your theory? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to be, I, I, I don't, I don't have the slightest idea. Um, Tariq is not from, he's from, first of all, from the South and then he moved to LA. So he's not from the East coast at all. Um, you know, and all of his, his people that follow his, is, you know, listen, there's a lot of good things that he says, but he messes it up with the rhetoric of the black and brown, primarily the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, the, the African, you know, he just messes up. I don't have the slightest idea. In fact, when I finished the documentary, I sent, I just, I went to his channel and I sent the link to just one of his videos. I didn't think he would. And lo and behold, somebody hit me up and said, yo, Tariq Nasheed is talking about you on his channel right now live. He's talking about your documentary. So I went on. And lo and behold, he's like trying to chop up my points. So that same day, which was the day before yesterday, I believe, I did a live. And I took all his points. I let people hear it. And I just went back and forth. And I did challenge him to a public debate, which he responded and said, no, I'll debunk everything you have. You're a cop chaser. Yeah, you got to understand, um, <clears throat> like, Tariq, first of all, if he's not controlling. Yeah. If he's not controlling anything, uh, he's, he's not going to, it's, it's not going to go his way. You know what I mean? He's going to want to mute you. He's going to want to overtalk you. And when you say something, he's just going to dismiss it and just say, um, oh, that's, uh, I'm white and I say so, which doesn't make, which doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever. But the way I would do it, though, I wouldn't do it that way. I would do it on, and I, 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 I said a, no, a neutral, a neutral place or whatever. Place, yeah. And I yeah. would have a moderator. Yeah. And it would be, the moderator controls the mic. It would be 45 exactly. minutes of me. And then he, gives a rebuttal, then 45 minutes of him, I get yeah. a, a proper way to do a debate. Yeah, yeah. On his live, that's not a debate. He calls it debates. No, you're muting people's mics. You're not letting them talk. You're exactly. twisting history. So to answer your question originally, I don't have the slightest idea why they yeah. are so... Because they say we're anti. Yeah, which makes no sense because... <clears throat> They use um they use this like oh you guys think on oh, mejorando la raza that's a Mexican thing bro right For, that's one two all Latinos don't believe that you know what I'm saying did you see the comments from the from the from the documentary from all no no I, I oh, haven't bro. I, usually usually I I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a thousand I watch videos I don't comment I do I I rarely do that and if I do comment it's because I want somebody's attention you know what I'm saying but the comments are 
crazy. No, no, oh yeah, no, bro. Listen, listen. I uh, oh. listen. I made a video talking about John Lugazamo talking about that Latinos built this country. I made a video response about it. What Tariq said and what some other YouTuber said. I gave my opinion. You should be looking at my, my com- You should be looking at my uh, comment section. It's like two hundred something talking about Latinos. Y'all didn't do anything. I, 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 even though I'm showing facts. You know, I'm showing this. I'm showing that. They're still like, well, Latinos ain't shit. You know, I'm That's like, right. okay. Yeah. And, and, and it's and it's very it's very it's very interesting that um, individuals like like that, right? Individuals like that talk talking about we don't need you. One thing. Latinos, Latinos don't need nobody either. So I don't even, I don't even see why we're trying to beef, you know. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So their their stance is, we don't need you. We could do this all on our own. And the way I'm thinking is, okay, y'all could do this all on your own. From the beginning, since let's say the '60s, right? Y'all been trying to do this on your own. How far did y'all get? Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. How far did y'all get? Y'all still complaining about the same things. How about, I don't know, let's unite and let's stop the bullshit because Latinos unite. There's a lot of, a lot of people don't know. Our, our internal beefs, uh, we keep it in-house. You know what I'm saying? Latinos, right. beef, Latinos beef with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it's com- time to get some money and time to do something, we get together, we leave that journal to the side and be like, all right, let's actually do this. I haven't seen that and that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm like, listen, there's a there's a door open here. Not all Latinos are gonna be for it. Not all black folks are gonna be for it. That's fine. Let's do whoever do want to be for it. Let's get together and build something out of it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a hypothetical, man, because you know they they constantly say. So you mean to tell me that if 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 y'all were not involved in hip hop that hip hop wouldn't have happened. I said, look, that's a hypothetical statement. The fact is we were there. So stop with the hypotheticals. Let's deal with what actually happened. We were there and we were not just there. We were creators, we were innovators, we were participants. Yeah, but, but before we get into it, cause I'm gonna move, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the question. We're gonna get into the whole hip hop thing. Okay. Before, before we get into that, I'm just gonna ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Latinos are forgotten and left out of history? Why do you think so? That I don't know, bro. I, I, I have, I mean, it's the same reason why African-Americans were left out of, I'm a history teacher, so I, I saw early history books. They're left out. Martin Luther King is mentioned, maybe Malcolm X. Now, when I get the history curriculum now for my classes, it's totally different. It's laced with Latino and African-American history. Um, I don't have an answer for that, bro. I, 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 I don't know. And, and when it comes to this hip hop question again, I don't think any of the people who wrote books they don't they don't have it in their head that it was anything else other than African-Americans, Caribbeans, and Latinos. They know this. So they don't have to explain this. They're mentioning people's names. The problem is, without a picture, you think that all these people are African-American. 
right? So you got somebody like DJ Doc, produced for KRS-One for years. DJ Doc, you know he's down with us. DJ Doc is Puerto Rican. He's been in the game since the 70s. Nobody knew who he was. They thought, they assumed he must be African-American. And this is what I mean. That's why in the doc, just let just let it speak for itself. But yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, let me let me let now let, let's get into the whole hip hop thing because that's uh that's what people that's how I know you from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your vast, vast, vast amount of information from from a hip hop standpoint. Um in your in your opinion, when when did hip hop start? We know it started in the Bronx. But what year? Because everybody's saying it started in 77. Everybody's saying it started in 75. Everybody's saying it started, at, well, I think, I believe, 74 when Pooh Hurt first had that party or whatever the case is. 73. 73, my fault. 73. Yeah. When did hip-hop start? Because we understand the elements of hip-hop. And for what KRS-One said, if you were part of that, any elements of hip-hop, that, you know, you're representing your people. You feel me? So yeah. again, when in, in, in your in your opinion, when did hip hop start? Um, so let it, you know the, the famous. So you got there's another year that people give. It's the guys um, from Michael Wayne TV, or formerly known as Michael Wayne TV, now called the Culture since 1971. Now they believe it started in Bronxdale, 1971 with Disco King Mario. That that's impossible because Disco King Mario wasn't doing that in 1971. Some believe <clears throat> it's 1973 at the Hurt Party. Now, um, I spoke to a couple of people who, I spoke, <clears throat> I spoke to one person who was at the Hurt Party, and then I listened to the testimony of Coke LaRock, who was definitely at the, Coke, uh, at the Hurt Party. And both of them said, the 1973 party on August 11th was not a hip hop party. There was no B-Boys, there was no M's, that, 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 that was not that. It does not really begin to jump off until like that, until late 74, 75. So, Coke LaRock says, I don't even take on the name Coke LaRock until 74, 75 at this place called the Hevalo. Hurt doesn't really start the merry-go-round until that time, right? Um, and, and for the people that might not know, the merry-go-round, correct me if I'm wrong, but for what I understand, the merry-go-round is when he has two identical records and he's just uh, he's just playing the breaks. So when it stops here, it begins it over here, right? So right. He just he's just extending the breaks uh, instead of for like a minute, for like five, six, seven minutes, right? Right. Okay, my fault. I just wanted now, to like, all, make that clear. Yeah, no. All, all, now, many times he didn't have two records. He would have one record, one record, but each record would have a break. So he would, you know, he might go in from James Brown to um, Bongo Rock, and he would just switch up like that. Now, they, they want to say that there were DJs doing that before her. Impossible. Nobody was doing that before Hurt. How do I know that? You saw it in the documentary. You heard Grand Wizard Theodore say, the first person that I saw that, when I saw what Hurt was doing, I never saw that before. Now, Grand Wizard Theodore was around Mario. He was around these early DJs. 
And he says, I never saw that before. When he starts doing that, so this is when it really, now in 1975 is when he starts to call the dancers b-boys. It's in 75. Um, when does Grandmaster Flash come out with the quick mix theory? The quick mix theory is now the first time where he takes two of the same records with the mixer, and now it is seamless. Perk didn't play like that. Perk was, and no disrespect, Perk was kind of sloppy. It would be a little offbeat. Flash was now able to put the headphones on and hear what was in this table. And I mean, just seamless. That's the quick mix theory. He invented that. 1975, he, he presents it in the South Bronx at 23 Park. So everything leads to, so from 75 to 77, now, never mind graffiti, because graffiti is from 69 until. It had its own movement, but it got interjected within hip-hop. But really, the foundational years, 75 to 77, because now, 75, you have the DJ, Quick Mix, uh, the merry-go-round. You have the B-Boys. Now, in 76, 77, now you have the MCs. Now, in 81 is the first time <clears throat> all of the elements, rap, DJing, b-boy, and MCing, are brought under one roof downtown at this place called the Negril. That's Africa Bambada. That's a man by the name of uh, Michael Holman, uh, Henry Stoplan. They bring the scene together under one roof and start having these events. So to answer your question with, with, <laughs> with a longer question, I believe it begins in 75. And why do I believe that? Because everybody uses that date as, when was the first time you saw it? Melly Mel says that. Flash says that. Perk says that. Um, Charlie Rock, you heard it on, on, on the, on Charlie Rock said, I didn't see True B-Boying until 75. See what I'm saying? So Yeah. yeah. I. Um, also, uh, one of the things that you pointed at the documentary, by the way, for the, for the people who are watching this, I'm going to put the documentary link down below. Y'all could go and watch it and stuff if y'all haven't. Um, one of the things that you said in the documentary, which was actually very, very funny, by the way, that you said that um, certain people say, oh, I haven't seen a b-boy until I saw a Puerto Rican do it. And then equate that to just all all Puerto Ricans or equate that to all black folks. You know what I mean? And it's it's very it's very it's very I found that funny because it's kind of it's kind of true. Just because you saw one person do it that does not mean that that group ended up doing it. You know what I mean? So so for what I've been told again, grew up in the Bronx, for what I've been told Puerto Ricans are the ones that that started the whole you know windmill type of you know what i'm saying dancing mm -hmm. all crazy and black folks are the ones that that just followed right after that so mm -hmm. so let, let's talk about that a little bit so no i wouldn't say that i would say that the the the, the, the timeline for b-boying goes like this in 69 you have this dance called the rock dance rocking <clears throat> it was being done both in the south bronx and in brooklyn 
The Brooklyn guy says we invented it. The Bronx guy says we invented it. A Bronx guy by the name of Rubber Band goes to Brooklyn and this this dance called Rocking. Rocking to me is the precursor to the B-boys that hit the floor 74-75. But in between that, you have people like Trixie, Sasa, Dancing Doug, though they consider themselves the Herc B-boys. <clears throat> but what they were doing was not B-boying. They were doing they were all on top. They never hit the floor. Now, the first groups to hit the floor were the Zulu Kings. Okay, the Zulu Kings are primarily African American, and there were Puerto Ricans within the Zulu Kings. 1975, you got TBB with Batch. TBB is entirely Puerto Rican. So you have this five, five crews in this initial phase, which I consider the first generation. The Zulu Kings, TBB, this is not in any order. TBB is, the, the rest, I'm, I'm not sure of the order. Um, the CC crew, the Crazy Commandos, with a guy by the name of Spy, Puerto Rican. The Star Child, um, the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the um, Rockwell Association, Star Child La Rock and South Soul. All of the groups outside of the Zulu Kings were primarily Puerto Ricans. The Zulu Kings were a mixture of Blacks and Puerto Ricans. Okay, that's a fact. You had two styles. You had what was known as the Moreno style. <clears throat> and the Moreno style is if, if you ever watched Frosty Freeze break. If you look at, you go on YouTube and type in Frosty Freeze, B-boying. Frosty, the, the Moreno style was this real jerky style. They were on the floor, but it was yeah. real jerky. They couldn't. And he, was, and he was like random too, right? Like random. some of the moves, like, like yeah, random. real random. Yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't flow. It didn't flow. It yeah. was real random. That's the Moreno style. That's yeah. like the original Zulu King style. Okay, got it. But then you have the style that the Puerto Ricans bring, which is the naming of the moves. They're naming moves. They're giving moves flavor. So when you see the two styles, it's the styles that the Puerto Ricans do that are able to allow them to start going into spins, to going into windmills. The Moreno style, it, 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 it was so bouncy and you really just couldn't get into a spin. Yeah, so it'll look awkward. It look awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you look at b-boying around the world today, what style do you see? You see, I see, I see the, the foundation Puerto Rican style. Yeah, you see the, the, the flowing and stuff. It's more, like you said in the documentary, um, it's more acrobatic now, but yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know they be spinning in the in the head and then they jump and then out of nowhere they go through a little hoop of fire and all that other stuff. There's a lion, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But but it's the flow. It, it's a style that's real flowish. It's smooth. But, but you can you can see one move going into another and how it goes into another. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I don't want people to misunderstand. The rock dance 
is created by Latinos. That comes from the Latino community and only us. B-boying is, is a combination of Black and Latino, primarily Puerto Ricans. So that is a combination. We did not create it, but neither did they create it. And as I said, nobody knows who hit the floor first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't everywhere. Yeah. And, and I want I want to I want to talk about the M and the MC. Um, yeah. What I I understand MC means master of ceremony. Mm-hmm. The ceremony is the party, right? Mm-hmm. And the master is the one on the mic. The evolution of that mm-hmm. started with just shout outs first, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about yo, they go my man, my man, my man, my man, man. You know, I I I go all this other stuff. It started with shout outs first, and mm-hmm. then. It, it started to evolve into a, you know, rhyming, rhythmic type of uh, not only storytelling, but kind of like freestyle, like they saying what's happening in the party or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Right. So. So let, let's let's talk about let's talk about that. Like now, who's the first MC or, or whatever the case is? But I, I know that there was black and Latinos part of being being MCs. Right. Yeah. So. The MC element is African American. That's not us. It is African American. Um, so now, what I'm not talking about is what they're gonna, what they, what they'll try to say I'm saying, because they'll try to take it and say they were rapping in the 1930s, and you saw that I did that in the documentary. I showed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's which. Not which I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. Which yeah. doesn't make sense. And that that argument never made sense to me. Just because no. people are rhyming doesn't mean right. that they're rapping. Right. Because if that was the case, then like you said, Dr. Seuss was a rapper. Then you know what I'm <laughs> saying. All these other people would have been rap. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't make no type of sense. Yeah. Why you would just say just because people are rhyming now they're they're, they're rappers? You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. That that right there doesn't connect. And if it did, if that was the case, let's just say if that was the case, are they calling it hip hop back then? No. Exactly. So, so, so where's this, you know what I'm saying? Where's this thing really going? Because if we really want to be petty, we could just take a video back. Well, this is the first person who ever talked. You know what, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, it makes no sense. But, but, but continue. Go ahead. Nah, you, no, you're right. Um, so that's why I wanted to show that because I, 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 so they would say, well, it comes from us. Yes, emceeing does come from the African-American community based around, so there's rhyming. And then, so what you hear, that's why I show like King Tim the Third and the Fatback Band and, and Blondie with Rapture. And th- those are rhyming. That's rhyming. That's like the rapping Duke. And da ha, da ha. That's rapping. That, that's rhyming. The emcees begin with Melly Mel. Scorpio, Mr. Ness, Cowboy, Shah Rock from the uh, from the Funky Four, uh, Raheem, KK Rockwell, those are the MCs, and that's why all those records that I the Fearless Four, the 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 Disco Dream, all that those are MCs. Those are not just rappers or rhymers. So it begins, but make no mistake about it. They, that's their thing, but we were definitely in the mix 
with the emceeing. As I said, in 75, I'm sorry, in 77, I remember seeing both Black and Puerto Rican. And on my block alone, most of the emcees I saw were Puerto Rican emcees. But I knew the emceeing comes from the African-American community, no doubt about it. But early on, I mean, bro, when you look at, so we have 76, 77, there's no muse, no records. It's just street things. Then we get to 79. Rapper's Delight comes out, but then there's another record label called Enjoy Records. And the first record that they put out is the Funky 4 Plus One More, and the producer is Pumpkin and Friends. Pumpkin is Panamanian and Ecuadorian. Spoke Spanish fluently. Mm. I know the conga player that played on that record. He's Puerto Rican. He told me I have him on my channel interviewing. He, he, know, he knew Pumpkin. Pumpkin died. But Pumpkin is the super producer that record and he keeps producing record after record in the documentary you saw that i had a section where i i talked about what were the breaks that the mcs used oh, yeah, a lot you, of those you, breaks you, you, were pumpkin salsa, salsa and all this yeah. stuff and you broke it down yeah, yeah yeah a lot of those breaks were from pumpkin so the production we're involved in the production in early rap um some of the first MCs. Now remember, 76, 77, it begins. 78, you got Whip a Whip with the Fantastic Romantic Five. You got Ruby D with the, you got 75, you got Charlie Chase as a DJ. But the MCs are there. And then never mind 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, you got Puerto Rican MCs all over the place, right? Now yeah, now let me let me ask you something. Um, I heard this argument before too. Mm -hmm. They said if Puerto Ricans or Latinos were instrumental in hip hop, how come you don't see more rappers being Latino? What would you say to that? Um, I just I honestly don't think they know how to market. I think that they they like the the the, the Spanish rappers that you've seen in the industry. They've always tried to market them a certain way. They always have to put, uh, are you going to do a Spanish rap? You have to put Spanish music, uh, you know, uh, uh, some congas in there. They didn't do that with, with Joe, and they didn't do that with Pun. That's why the streets took them seriously. They didn't do that with the devastating Tito from the Fearless Fall. Mm. That's why the streets took him seriously. These were MCs. So I don't think the industry knows how to market them. But yeah. When we talk about the, the, the Puerto Ricans that are in the industry now, Jim Jones, Fabulous. Half, half, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Lloyd Banks. Lloyd half. Banks. Yeah. What was it? Um, uh, fabulous. Another half. Nori. I think Nori. Nori was reggaeton yeah. to the United States. I can even go further. J.R. Ryder. He's Dominican. Part of Dipset. Um, uh, Bodega Bands. Another one. Um, what was it? Joel Ortiz. Ne Joel Ortiz is next. Yeah. Nasty, yeah. nasty. You got Joel Ortiz. You you also got um you also you also got a burner. He's a Mexican dude from the West Coast. You you got all was it Davies? I think he's South Dominican. So you have a lot of Latinos who some of them don't even know that they're Latino. Right. But but you do have a lot of Latinos who are rappers who are nasty. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's why when I when I hear that type of a type of because they they're looking at it from the industry. Yeah, we're looking at it from the streets. If you mm -hmm. go to the streets in the Bronx, you see ciphers all the time, and who's in those ciphers? Puerto Rican MCs are all in those ciphers. That's how pun pun got yeah. discovered in a cipher in the streets. His son Chris Rivers, he's not he doesn't have a a record deal. Chris Rivers is, I mean, reminds me of his father. Yeah, he's nasty. He's oh, nasty. I mean, yeah, his freestyles nasty. Yeah, yeah. So that's really a silly argument because you can look at the industry and see there they go. They're right there. Boom, boom, boom. And these are not guys who used to be. They still are. They're still popular today. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of course. And 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 the and the thing and the thing about it is is that again, you know, trying to take Latinos out of history it just to me it shows uh one the insecurity that some of these people have mm -hmm. um and two it shows their their lack of knowledge and if they do have knowledge mm -hmm. they just want to take us away be, due to some whatever bias that they have and it's not all of them it's just a small you know small few obviously i want to read something to you go, go ahead go ahead so this is the um this is the Universal Hip Hop Museum. This is from their site. I'm on their site. You scroll down. And you get to what's called their, um, almost their ethos. So one of the questions is, what culture influenced hip hop? It's right there. The answer. now. Rocky Bucano is the, the leader of the museum, but you got somebody by the name of Paradise Gray, who is the chief curator. He's the one who gets all the stuff for the museum. <clears throat> he doesn't believe this. In fact, he says Puerto Ricans really had nothing to do with it. But watch what, watch what the, the, now he works for the museum. And look what the site says. What culture influenced hip hop? Hip-hop has been influenced by many cultures, but Caribbean, African, and Latin cultures are its primary influences. I don't know how that guy's still working there. You see what I'm saying? So even the museum that's going up recognizes we've been there. I don't I don't really know what the problem is, yeah. bro. Would you would you would you say that Fadjo is correct that we uh black and Latinos are fifty fifty co creators of hip hop? Yeah. Um here's why. I wouldn't have used fifty fifty because that, that that's yeah. but let's 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 look at the elements. You got yeah. graffiti, you got DJing, B boy and MC. Yeah. The DJing and the MCing, I would definitely say is primarily African-American with yeah. Latinos in there. Yeah. The graffiti and the b-boying, I would say, is primarily. Latino. Well, graffiti is like white, black, and Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Primarily Latino in, in those two. So 50, 50. Yeah. But what they focus on, my brother, they focus on rap. Yeah, yeah. They focus on. It's yeah, rap. Because 
a lot. I don't think a lot of people know that there's element. Some people say there's five elements. Yeah, um, I think yeah. the fifth one is knowledge or something like that. Knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so my 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 thing, and, and mind you, I've seen Puerto Rican cats in the five percenter. Yeah. You feel me? I seen I seen Puerto Rican cat light, yo lighter <laughs> than me in 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 the in the black Israelites. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So so. Talking about and, and I also the black issues like even say that yo y- y'all part of the tribe Mexicans are part of the tribe and all this right. stuff like they break it all down. So for me, right, the way I see it is, we've always been there and it's been inclusive. Latinos putting their hand out saying yo come in, and black folks putting their hand out saying yo come in. You know what I'm saying? So it's been all inclusive. I understand there's certain parts of America like Florida. California, where it's separated. I have no idea what that has to do with anything. You know what I'm saying? But what we're talking about is mainly something I always grow up around was black and brown unity. You feel me? I always grew up around, and I'm not trying to say there wasn't beef. Obviously, there was some beef. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't about no race. It was dumb shit. Like you saw my, you looked at my girl wrong, right. or right. you owe me fifty dollars. You know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like stupid. It, it was. It, it was idiotic. But my, my, my whole point is we were always there. And the thing yeah. is, to say that Latinos were nowhere present in a place where Latinos and Blacks were the majority of the population is idiotic to me. That doesn't make any type here's, of sense. Here's something that's, that's interesting. When you talk to people like Africa Bambada has said this on numerous occasions. When he says Puerto Ricans, when he says hip-hop was created by Blacks, he says, I include Puerto Ricans in that because Puerto Ricans are Africans. Louis Farrakhan, I don't agree with his teachings, obviously, his theology, but his, he says, the original man, which is where the five percenters get that whole concept from, from Elijah Muhammad, but the original man is the Asiatic black man. And Farrakhan will tell you, the Asiatic black man includes brown people from around the planet Earth. That includes the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, the Mayans, the Incan, all the Incas, all of anybody who is a person of color. These it, people just don't get it. I, I, I'm glad you said that. And again, it goes back to my question. Why do you think Tariq Nasheed and his FBA cult don't want to include Latinos into anything? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, answer. Racism. Uh, yeah. I, I, I am, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, too, because the way I see FBA, how they're moving, they're a bunch of white supremacists with blackface on them. You know what they're, I'm saying? They're racist, yes. Uh, that, that's, how, that's how I see it, because, Sorry. yeah, I, I've never seen a, a, black, a black person, uh, you know, put down just because they're black or wherever they came from, you know, like idiotic stuff, like it's, it's retarded. You right. know, but what we're we're about to like um wrap it up now. Yes, sir. So so let me let me let me ask you. The state of hip hop now, I don't agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like it. I might be old. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. But what are your thoughts on the state of hip hop right now? I don't listen to it. So I, I wouldn't know. Uh, again, what I'm listening to is is the CHH movement, which is the Christian hip hop movement, um, which um, the secular secular movement 
respects what the Christian hip hop movement is doing. They, they, these guys, the production is 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 just as tight. The rapping is just as tight. Um, so we're talking about people like again, Lecrae, KB, Bizzle, um, God Over Money. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. Um, I don't listen to the the the, the hip hop that's out now, <clears throat> just because you know I, I just I don't have time to. And I don't, I don't want to inject that into my spirit, man. I, I just can't. It's just some, it's some wild stuff that they're saying, bro. They're crazy. Bro. Listen, what I, what I'm gonna say is, um, I believe that the that the youth is being influenced in a negative way, um, due to the fact of this new style of, of hip hop called drill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there, there is no reason why you're going to commit crime on your own people and then brag about it. You know what I mean? It's idiotic. I understand you want street cred. Great. But it seems like you won't live long enough to enjoy the reaps of that, you know, that type of behavior. Because at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, let's be completely honest. These white folks from these record labels, they don't care what we do to each other as long as we're bringing in money. For example, Bobby Schmurder, right? Went to jail. Stood there. His label did not care. That record, that the hot N-word record, was making them billions of dollars. Mm. Do you really think they actually cared about Bobby Schmurder? No. No. Even though he's free, shout out to him. He changed his life. He's doing his thing. Shout out to him. But my thing is, like, these white boys don't care. Mm-hmm. They they just see us as a dollar sign. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we have to take care of our own. You know what I'm saying? We black Latinos, we gotta look look out for each other. Not trying to fuck each other over. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Over over some money. That's what I, that's what I heard Fat Joe did. I'm not gonna even get into that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But but we gotta we definitely gotta we definitely gotta look out for each other and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because these rec- these record labels are not even though. We co-created it. We have no power in it. Right. That's and that's. I just want to shout some people out. Yeah, go ahead. Watch this. Um, who who were instrumental in helping me with the with the deeper research. Um, my man Randy from the Bronx. Um, Pluto Seven. These are names you want to keep in, in your, back in your mind. Um, he's on Facebook. Pluto Seven is a is a great historian. You got somebody from Germany by the name of Sir Norin Rad. Um, you can go on his blog space. Um, his interviews are, are crazy. Um, wow. Um, Profo One with the B-Boy stuff. Um, I mean, just so many people that I just wanted to make sure that I give credit to. Andrina Scasa is another one. She's a, a, a sister who, you know, you know, just does the research, bro. So. Yeah, just wanted to shout them out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, Absolutely. not, not, not a problem. And again, thank you for 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 coming here. Um, you want to leave us with some last affirmations, a last message? You know what I'm saying? Like anything? Yeah, man. I, I would just say, you know, um, you know, as I said in my documentary, the 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 the. The message of hip hop has always been peace, unity, love, and having fun. The problem is there is no peace in hip hop. 
And so me, I mean, you know, uh, you know what I'm about. I'm about, I'm about the Lord. So we can't find peace within ourselves until we find peace with the creator. We can't find unity. That's why there is no unity. That's why we cannot unify until we unify with the creator. We cannot have love. God is love. We, we don't know what that looks like. So for me, it all points back to God. And, and there'll be some people who say, oh, he's trying to be preachy. No, I, I've lived a life that says nothing else seems to work. What is the answer? See, that's the question we just asked. What's the answer for hip hop? Hip hop is in a bad condition right now. What's the answer? How do we help? Instead of us fighting the black, the black how do we get together and help these young dudes who are making this music to think about what they're actually doing and, and use it for what it was created for. The creator gave us the ability to do something to change lives. And we're not using that. So I would say, let's use it to change lives. That should no, be the facts, message. No, facts, facts, facts. And, and yeah. thank, you for, thank you for the message. Um, look, listen, Dr. Colon, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, anybody that wants to know, his YouTube channel, everything's going to be in the description down below. Definitely go check it out. His documentary, description down below. Definitely go check it out. Dr. Colon, thank you very much, my brother. Thank you for coming in, man. And I also have the book, so um, I, I need to send you the link to the book. All right, all right. Send me the link, and I got you. I got yeah, you. Man. All, all right, right, brother. Peace. Grace and peace, bro. We'll talk soon. Right. Oh, my God. That was a great, 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 great interview. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, he was dropping some heat. He was dropping some game. And this is the type of people I like to bring up. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of people I like to bring up. This is the type of people I like to um, uh, have y'all see because not only does it give us a sense of pride, it gives us a sense of unity saying that, hey, yo, we were a part of this. You know what I'm saying? Again, all the details for Dr. Colon down in the description. You feel me? Also, you guys could, you know, if you guys know the details section of the podcast, you guys hearing this orderly, go down there. I, I, I do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, for that, without further ado, I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace.